Hello, and welcome to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. What story are we reading tonight? We're going to read Trusty John. Trusty John? That's a name you'll notice. It's a name you can trust. It's the only name in the story. <laughs> it really Yep. Great. Trusty, trusty, trusty John. Trusty John. Trusty Title character John. gets a name. No one else does. All okay. right. Where where did this story come from? This is another of the grim tales, of which there are many. Yes. So we will be dipping into them quite a quite a fair amount. Indeed. Do you remember the Aaron Thompson type for this one? Oh, it's number five sixteen, which is the petrified friend. That's right. It is. I feel bad for <laughs> whoever counts Trusty John a friend. Just feel like he's not ahead. How trusty can he be if, if he let if his friend get petrified? petrified? Yeah, I think this story's on shaky grounds already. Yeah, we're not off to a great start. I think you guys are making some major assumptions about where this story's going, <laughs> and you are going to be very surprised. Oh, because I was <laughs> okay. <laughs> And I'd read this before. I apparently got this confused with another story that made more sense. Well, let's see what's going down. Alright, so this one also starts with a guy dying, but it's a king, so he's more important than the, the laborer from Felicia. Um, so he's on his deathbed, and he sends for his most faithful servant, Trusty John, and asks him to take care of his young son, and to show him the whole castle, but not this one room, with a picture of the princess of the golden roof. Um, what? <laughs> they got Stop a, right there. <laughs> they got a room where there's a portrait of the princess of the golden roof. Hidden in there. What is the golden roof? I do... Th- Spoiler alert, they never explain that. That's just her honorific. What could that possibly mean? Like, she rules over this one roof. Maybe she just has gold. blonde hair. Maybe. And golden roof is <laughs> just, just a really, really <laughs> bad canning. Like, yeah. it, just, it didn't translate over well. Right. Who wrote this? Do we know? This was a Grimm. The Grimm brothers. They wrote it. They collected it, they presumably. They collected it, yeah. And then it would get translated into English okay. by not the Grimm Maybe, brothers. I think they were reading, like, too many Nordic stories, <laughs> and they were trying to play around with some Norse poetic devices, and it just got away from them. <laughs> just turned into Golden Roof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? It's a very, <laughs> roof. It's a I see very, one over there. <laughs> it's a very unromantic way to refer to someone's hair. If it is, or if she's not just the ruler of only one roof. Instead also of, weird. Instead of being the princess of a land, she rules over a roof. Not the house underneath it, though. <laughs> She's just a goblin <laughs> that lives on somebody's roof. <laughs> and yet they have a picture of her. Yeah. They've got a portrait hidden in there, and if the young prince sees it, the king knows he will faint and then put himself in many danger as he follows his boner after this girl. So he wants trusty John to shield him from this fate. If he sees it, he'll shit bricks. Yeah, basically. Like, holy shit, the prince is on the golden roof. That is my whole life now. From this portrait, from who knows, like, God knows how long ago it was painted. Gotcha. Does he not have a mother? No, no mother's mentioned. As we not know, no more. mothers are superfluous in fairy tales. <clears throat> so the king says, trusty John, go take care of Prince Blank. Yep. Just, just keep him away <laughs> from this one picture. Yep. That's like this room's purpose is to hold this picture, I guess, and it's positioned in such a way in the room that if you open the door, it's the first thing you see. Is it like a closet? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so the king, the old king dies, and Trusty John takes the prince, who's now the young king, on a tour of the castle that presumably he grew up in. <laughs> but I guess. Hey, here's this shit you've seen before. <laughs> but I guess never had an official tour. Yeah. It's just the king tour. They have to do it. Right, but the... They take inventory of everything he owns now. The young king <clears throat> notices... That's what that they were doing in The Lion King. Yep, everything the light touches is your <laughs> <Right>. shit. <laughs> That's really on point. <laughs> Same deal. But what about that shadowy door over there? <laughs> That's where you the golden roof... You must never go there. That's where the princess of the golden roof There's is. There's a hot tricks painting in there. 
<laughs> you can't. And you will lose your yeah. mind. So this is okay. I see parallels between this and the Lion King. Right. Is there a neon sign on the door that just says "Girl, Girl, Girl"? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the silhouette of a girl with like the leg going up and down. And she's standing on a roof. Yeah, and yellow. <laughs> yep. Uh, so the young king notices that he always skips that one door. And Trusty John tells him that he promised the old dead king not to show what was in the room because it might bring both of them grief. So following the typical fashion of young royalty, the prince says, Well, I've seen the whole castle, so I will find out what's in there. I'm the king. Yeah. Stop me. <laughs> that is a very fair point. Old king's dead. His word doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. So he approaches the door to try to force it open. <laughs> yeah, why doesn't he just say that? Well, I'm king now, and I command you to take me in there. Just overrule. <laughs> yeah, strike it out. It doesn't so, matter anymore. Seeing no way out of this predicament, Trusty John, who I'm going to refer to as TJ from now on, Teej. Opens, <laughs> opens the door um, and tries to cover up the portrait before the king can see it, but it's the first thing, and presumably only thing in this room. It's like body blocks. <laughs> just do- does jumping jacks. <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to try and grab a blanket or something real fast over top of it. Just throw it out. Why do they have this? Burn yeah, it. Get rid of it. <laughs> well, the young king sees it anyway, and he faints immediately. So TJ carries him into his bed and pours wine down his throat till he wakes up. That's how it works. That's how they do. Good old-fashioned medicine. And the first thing this king says is not, <coughs> it's, oh, man, where's that princess? Where does she live? Um, it's I, a painting. I have to find out who she is. I'm so in love with her, my whole life depends on winning her, so you got to help me, TJ. You're trusty, right? Like, that's your whole thing. That's your so. state work. <laughs> so, your name is trusty. So I trust you to make we this We can always change that. To dead John. <laughs> trusty John. To, yeah. Crusty John. Crusty John. So, that sounds really gross. So TJ thinks about it for a moment and, and makes the observation. She's surrounded by a bunch of gold shit in the, in the painting. Yep. And you've got like five tons of gold. So just have all the goldsmiths turn it into a bunch of vases and birds and beasts and shit to please her. Alright. So TJ comes up with a solid plan, and the king has goldsmiths working round the clock, assembling all this gorgeous stuff out of the gold, and then puts them on a ship, and then both the king and TJ <laughs> disguise themselves as merchants. Oh, I thought they were just going to send it out to nobody. <laughs> it's just like, just send her all your gold. Nope. Just this watch was, it sink into the ocean. This was his secret plan to steal all of the king's gold. <laughs> Well, the king and TJ dress up as merchants because dress up is fun. Yeah, especially as poor people. Yep. So they get into the boat and they cross the seas till they reach the town where the princess of the golden roof is. So they know where she lives. Uh, is that the name of the kingdom? The golden, town of, golden roof. Well, it's a town. It says specifically that it's a town that she. But lives she in. she is in fact a real person. Yes. Okay. And they know I, where she lives. I was kind of looking forward to a story where he was just trying to chasing a figment. Yeah, like he was just making him jump through hoops <laughs> and just like hoping something something would come up. That would be hilarious and probably make more sense than this one. So TJ tells the king to wait on the ship and. To arrange all the gold stuff in a nice fashion in case he could bring the princess back to look at it. <laughs> it's all pell-mell on the ship now, so no, it's a mess. Just, like, get your get your stuff cleaned up. So he takes some of the gold stuff and wanders into the courtyard where a pretty maiden is drawing water with golden pails. And the maiden sees him and asks who he is. And he says, I'm a merchant, and flashes her some of his gold wares. And she goes, ooh, the princess must see this. <laughs> thought you were she say, loves gold! thought you were going to say his merchant badge or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, flashes his merchant badge. It's like, nope, I'm approved. Official merchant. The princess must see this. She has such a fancy for gold, she'll buy up all you have. With what? Other gold. Princess money. Because <laughs> that was my thought. It's like, is she going to buy gold with other gold? She just has lots of cash. She, she has princess bucks. <laughs> Maybe they just have their own currency. She got a money order from the... From the uh, PayPal? QT. Yeah. Bitcoins. Yeah, she's going to buy it in bitcoins. <laughs> this kingdom is ahead of its time. So... Uh, TJ goes and, and sees the princess, and she's really impressed with the gold he has, and he says, well, wait till you see what my master has on his ship. It's more gold. <laughs> it's kind of like this. 
Except <laughs> <But> more. <laughs> so she wants him to bring all of the gold stuff to her, but he says it would take forever and fill up her whole house. So she gets excited and says she'll go to the ship. This has this has kind of the air of like somebody at a frat party, <laughs> like really trying to get a girl to go home with him. TJ brings her to the ship. <laughs> And the king is so excited that his heart threatens to burst, so he leads her inside the ship. Audibly? I guess. Just explode all over the place. No, it audibly threatens him. Oh, <laughs> Watch it! I'm a burst! <laughs> you better calm <laughs> you, you better turn away! <laughs> calm cool, it down, buddy. Cool your jets, king! I'm pumping like the dickens down here! So as soon as she's in the hole of the ship looking at the gold stuff, TJ wanders over to the steersman and orders the ship this tent. Orders the ship to set sail. <laughs> like we got her on board. <laughs> Get out of here. It's a taken scenario. <laughs> yeah. So he has shanghaied her. Yeah, he's stolen the princess of the golden roof. Trusty John doing his trusty job. This is some, some Game of Thrones nonsense. <laughs> this is, I think, like almost exactly this has happened in Game of Thrones. Probably. So the princess is so happy investigating the wares for hours on end, and she's she gets really absorbed in looking at the, all the gold stuff that she doesn't realize that the ship has set sail. But doesn't when, feel it moving. Yeah, it's just it's real cool gold stuff. Like this one's in the shape Whoa. of a jaguar, and this one's gold, and this <laughs> one's gold. When she does notice, she's very upset that she's been deceived and in the power of a merchant. I'm not a merchant, I'm a king, and all he, t- he tells her. Look at my king badge. Like, hey, it's cool. It's cool, I'm royalty, we're like on the same level. How it's does all he right. Except this? not, because you're a woman. Right, right. So I, I can set sail <laughs> with you. <laughs> we're on the woman. same level, and I would like to own you, please. But How does he prove that he's a king? He just says it. If, but if we have learned... What clothes you're wearing equals your identity. Maybe he took them off. I didn't write down that particular detail. I'm assuming he's wearing king clothes. I failed you. <laughs> Underneath. So, so like he, he can prove. He ripped it he's, off. Like, he he ran into the it. phone booth yeah. then. <laughs> yeah, it just rips it off. I'm a king! Was the phone booth made of gold? Yes. Alright. It's one of the, the finer goldsmiths. It all checks out then. <laughs> made of phone booth. Yeah. So as soon as she realizes that he's royalty, all notions of stranger danger teachings leave her, and she's comforted and decides, okay, I'll be your wife. That's all it takes. As long as you're a king. Yeah, it's fine if you kidnap I was worried I'd have to marry a merchant. Against my will. Yeah, if you sail off with me, then I'm yours. That's just how property works. (laughs) I am in your boat. (laughs) Therefore, making me your property. It's just bonus that you're a king instead of a merchant. Right. Alright, we're cool. What a relief. Yeah, it was about to be real embarrassing. Like, I'd have to tell all my sorority friends that I'm married to a merchant. They're like, oh. A really rich gold merchant. Golden Roof? We thought you were totally gold. Aw, Golden Roof. (laughs) Is that her name? (laughs) I'm just assuming because she doesn't get one. Golden Roof Princess of Golden Roof. (laughs) So one day while they're sailing back to Kingland, uh, TJ sees three ravens and overhears them talking like they do. Mm Mm-hmm. Nevermore. Raven 1 says, Aha, so he's bringing the princess of the golden roof home. Raven 2 says, Yes, but he's not got her yet. Raven 3 says, Yes, he has, because she's just she's right, right there. Him. Idiot. Raven 1's like, That's not going to help him. When they reach the land, a chestnut horse will dash forward to greet them. The king will wish to mount it, and if he does, it will gallop away with him and disappear into the air, and he'll never see her again. Let's just turn into Equus. Um, (laughs) Presumably no one will ever see him again, but most importantly, he'll never see his stolen bride. These ravens are weirdly concerned. And also, this king is very subject to some incredibly random forces. <laughs> he, he does not seem to have any agency in this story. They're random forces, but they're also, like... Targeted. Yeah, very granularly yeah. predetermined. Yeah, like, there's some just very specific things that are going even... to happen to him, seemingly without any control. That everyone else knows about but him. Is this, like, um... Like, the Matrix? <laughs> Like, he's the one? Kind of, yeah. Like, just these weird, kind of predetermined things happen to him, and this becomes a story about his struggle between choice and choicelessness. Well, we're not done And also, also saving his gold from the machines. With karate. Yeah. <laughs> Kung fu. How karate. Much, trusty John is, therefore... Morpheus, I think. I think so. Probably. I mean, we have Trinity, so we're, yeah. Well, yeah it all we checks know. out. All right, Continue. So the Raven conversation goes on. 
um, with Raven 2 asking if there's any way to save him from this fate. And Raven 1 says... Why do you care? Because <laughs> birds are gossips. It's just the way they are. Yeah, it's just how it works. Chat about king fates. Raven 1 says, if someone else mounts the horse and shoots it dead with the pistol sticking in the holster, which I assume is a holster like on the saddle. On the horse. They just say... You just like, jump they're, on the horse and shoot it in the head. There's a holster somewhere and a pistol, and you, you shoot it. Um, then the king will be a-okay. But if someone knows this and tells him about it, that person will be turned to stone from feet to knees. And then the bird dropped from the sky. <laughs> from feet to knees. <laughs> Birds oh, are immune be... to this. Uh, they're not. They're not a person. The king, right. That is inconvenient, but not life ending. Also, that's like the most expensive brake system ever for a horse. <laughs> a holster. Like, do you want to stop? Just shoot the horse. <laughs> do you want to start again? Well, that's just like, <laughs> get another one. Well, this one's like a cursed horse that will ride into the air and disappear. So presumably oh. not that useful. It's not going to win a lot of races. This is like the self-destruct button. Huh? This is like yeah. the self-destruct button <laughs> on the horse. Well, Raven Two says even if the king escapes the horse, it won't—he won't keep the princess because when they get back to the castle that he owns and lived in forever, um, they'll find a ready-made wedding shirt in a cupboard where you keep them. Mm-hmm. That looks like it's made of gold and silver. <laughs> is it just a tuxedo T-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> but it's really sulfur and tar that will burn him to his marrow and his bones. But the marrow first, hmm. then the bones. Inside out. How do you get sulfur and tar to look like silver and gold? Magic, probably. Who has it out for him? How do you get sulfur and tar to look like a shirt? I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess that. How does that burn anybody? I'm guessing that time travelers are involved somehow. Because somebody has some very. They just have some very specific foresight into the future. Oh, yeah. Another raven says, well, the way to escape this is to grab the shirt with gloved hands and throw it into the fire before he can put it on. But anyone who knows and tells him about this will have half his body turned to stone from his knees to his heart. So that is a a more severe yeah. revelation of knowledge. Yeah. You'll be fine if you tell him about the horse, but damn, if you tell him about the shirt. I hope it's different people who tell him. That would be really uncomfortable, because if, if your lower legs are still flesh, yeah, and like your upper, like above the heart level is still flesh... The rest of you stone. You're like pitched forward and yeah, flailing that's, around. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping <laughs> they're going to be separate people with just different portions of their body. And you're you're conscious of it the whole time. Yep. And that's got to be horrible. So I think if I'm going to revise my guess, I'm going to guess that Trusty John is going to reveal these things to him and slowly be turned to stone. Well, Raven Three says even if the bridal shirt is burned. It's not over yet, because at the dance after the wedding... Because we have to have three things happen. Right, we we got a rule to follow. Um, The queen will dance and then become deadly white and drop down like one dead. And will be dead if no one lifts her and draws three drops of blood from her right side and spits them out again. What? What? (laughs) Doctrine. Hold on. Say that again. She's going to dance, and then she's going to turn deathly white, and then she's going to drop down like one dead. Because she is? She's not yet. But she will be dead mm. if someone doesn't pick her up and draw three drops of blood from her right side and then spit them out again. What's the countdown on that? So I guess, like, with your mouth, you have to right. pierce her skin and vampire it up and then spit it out. But three exactly, which I imagine is pretty difficult to do when you're not used to drinking <laughs> yeah, blood. You can't yeah. just take a mouthful and let go, three! Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to count blood, I guess. Yeah. But anyone who who knows and tells will be will be turned to stone from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. So this is the super this is big the, important the full, like, full Monty. <laughs> oh, whole body. Yep. Okay. They're not playing around with this one. All right. For no reason. So TJ is pretty depressed when he hears all this. Man, all oh, that sucks. Because on one hand. If he tells the king, he's going to be turned to stone and presumably dead. But if he doesn't tell the king, the king will like disappear or be burned up or lose his bread and generally just be bummed out. How much wiggle room does he have with this? Well, we will find like, out. Like, when the horse comes, can he just be like, hey, don't get on that horse. I can't tell I you why. <laughs> like, I, I need to shoot it in the head. Just don't ask questions. Just let, let me do it. I'm trusty John. The story answer your questions. 
After his Garden of Gethsemane moment, uh, TJ decides he's going, going to remain true to his trusty name. So they get to the shore, and as the ravens predicted, the horse is there. Capital, says the king, and gets ready to ride it. <laughs> cool. A horse. <laughs> it's just there, so it's mine, because I'm a king. Later, losers. <laughs> it's like pulls a, he pulls a wheelie and rides away. Yeah. I got a horse. You got to walk. Later, princess. <laughs> Uh, Doesn't but, even take her with him. Yeah. <laughs> before, but yeah, from the Raven's predictions, he just hops on on his own. And then, boop, into the sky he this, goes. This king's focus is easily distracted. Yes. Well, he got the girl. Like, he doesn't care. Yeah, he, mission accomplished. He doesn't have another focus. <laughs> New life goal. Yeah, move on or to the sky next horse. <laughs> sky, oh, man. <laughs> that would be pretty no. cool, actually. Yeah, what... Bye. Should make like a Going comic, the... a comic book about Skyhorse. It's just a Pegasus. Skyhorse in the world of tomorrow. <laughs> that was an okay movie. I liked it for what it was. All right, can we take a second? Uh, I'll probably cut this, but I just want to. <laughs> You've just made me picture a world where there's a bunch of movies that are remakes of other movies, just starring horses. <laughs> Like shot for shot remake, but with horses. Bat horse. Yeah. Ben. Ben horse. horse. I want Ben horse. Tale of the Christ. Martian so, horse. So then in that chariot scene, you have horses riding chariots drawn by horses. Yeah. All, all horse rolls are, are still horses. It's just horses riding on the horses. So all battle scenes... Like Lord of the Horses. <laughs> it's just a shitload. Is that Lord of the Rings or Lord of the Flies? <laughs> or is it both? Like Horse of the Rings. Let's do that okay. one. So in Horse of the Rings, <laughs> it's, it's a whole bunch of mounted horse warriors. 2001, a horse up. <laughs> but do they talk? No! <laughs> They're horses! <laughs> So it's just actual Monty horses. Python and the Holy Horse. It's all pantomime. <laughs> Wait, like so they're not usually they're not usually actual horses. No, like you people are people in horse costumes. No, 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 it's, no, it's real horses, horses just acting like just people. positioned oh. in the same blocking as the actors <laughs> would have been. Yeah, it's just all silent films. Uh, all right, we can go back to the real story can now. We, I don't can wanna, we go back? I don't want to keep spitballing. Honestly, <laughs> Avatar: The Last Horsebender. <laughs> Children, children of horses. Any western, I think, is gonna be pretty great. <laughs> Magnificent horses. Yeah. The horse, the horse, and the horse. Blade horser. And just. <laughs> and then you just, just have. Both starts blinking. <laughs> then you then you just have sea biscuit, and it's just sea biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> it's horses. It's jockeys. They don't change the name at all. Just... I think I think Alien would be a sweet remake with horses. <laughs> like, like just a space stable. <laughs> Is it gliding? Does the horse replace the alien, or does the horse replace Ripley? Yes, all of it. Because I want to see... Like, it's like I a wanna, horse with tentacles. So seven horses being attacked by another horse. Another bigger horse <laughs> in a space station. And then the last horse wears scantily clad underwear at the end. <laughs> Alright. Anyway, back to the story. Fucking we number were we? <laughs> I don't even Number? Like, we were yeah. in the middle of 22. Okay. Plot point 22? Yeah, out of 34. We're not done yet. Yeah, have a progress bar. Somehow. <laughs> I think that's what the little play bar is at the bottom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is how that works. Yeah. The internet ghosts are way ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> the recalcitrant genie that runs the internet has already solved this problem. I'd watch that movie, too. <laughs> I don't understand how the internet works, so that's seriously just what my brain inserts. <laughs> just, when my I website s- got virus that one time, I was like, damn it, Genie. <laughs> how, how do you fix this? Use your magic. Um, what, okay, so he sees the horse. And TJ, like, before the, the king can jump up and ride it, TJ, like, bursts in front of him, leaps up on the horse, and shoots it. And everyone's like, what the hell? What are you doing? That was a beautiful horse. And the king's like, Psh, guys. He's pretty trusty. Like, it's in his name. <laughs> he so, is trusty John. He wouldn't do that with no reason. So we'll just let this one slide. And so they go on their merry way. But he doesn't get turned partly to stone? He doesn't tell him, so he just okay. does it. So he's fine. Okay. Um, oh, the last one's going to get him. <laughs> Spoilers! 
pre- I haven't read this. <laughs> You've been dating for too long. I can't. I can't spoil the, this one. Um, so they enter the palace and they see the bridal shirt pretty much immediately, even though it's in a cupboard in what's I'm assuming is a pretty large building with lots of cupboards. Usually castles are pretty big. And I don't know that kings rummage through cupboards very often. Um, he sees the bridal shirt and he's like, oh, I'm gonna put that on. That looks pretty <laughs> swanky. It's all set up. Um, Wedding but, stuff right here. But TJ, like, slams some gloves on his hands, grabs it, and burns it. <laughs> burns it up. And everyone's like, seriously, what is your problem, dude? And the king's like, nah, nah, he's alright. I'll just wear a different shirt. King, what is with your weird mute servant? <laughs> <laughs> Why does he keep killing things and burning stuff? Fire him. Like, really, how... They can't be that mad about that one. He must have other shirts. Yeah. He didn't even know he had that one. Yeah, he's just surprised (laughs) by, like, ooh. He he lost a shirt he didn't know he owned. (laughs) So then they have the wedding, yay, and then there's the dance, as predicted, and then the bride faints, and TJ grabs her and carries her to the room and does the the biting blood... Does the sucky-sucky thing, and she's... Whoa. (laughs) That was part of the curse, right? Yeah. It was, but the way you phrased that... Make things real creepy. <laughs> he Continue. sucks her blood. He does that. Does he count the blood right? I I guess so because she's all right. But now the king is is uber pissed. <laughs> Whoa! It's my I wedding guess. night, man. Yeah, it's my job. <laughs> I'm supposed to suck her blood out later. What? <laughs> you didn't know that's the tradition. <laughs> to pierce the wife's side <laughs> and suck exactly and drink her three blood. blood. Drops. Only three. So the king doesn't wait for any explanation or anything, or notice that she went from fainted nearly dead to alive, and obviously Trusty John knew something about what he was doing. With a torso wound. Right. Um, he's just super mad and says that the Trusty John gets to go to prison. Gets to. <laughs> you get <laughs> to nice go room. to jail, buddy. And then after the fastest trial on earth, the next morning he's sent to the gallows. Um, so the king... Is sitting there waiting for him to be hung, and Trusty John says, "Hey, uh, can I? Am I allowed to say one thing before I die? You know, like like you do." And the king says, "Yeah, sure, whatever." And uh, <laughs> turns away. And TJ tells the whole story of the ravens, and the king is as horrified and feels guilty about this, and is really sad. But TJ's stone. From crown to foot, so it's a little too late to do anything about it. <laughs> so, so he went out on his own terms. He's got a bitchy right. statue of right. his like, friend he, now. He passive-aggressively <laughs> declared revenge on the king and, and turned to stone instead of getting hung. I hope, I hope he struck a cool pose. <laughs> While he was doing it like, Yeah So He did a breakfast club <laughs> Like jumps up in the yeah. air Oh that'd be weird When you couldn't Don't like hang statues up. up What do you do? Erect them I guess <laughs> just, just prop them up It's gonna say hang the statue up But that's not right Well they were, they were working on hanging him anyway So why Yeah not? He's already hanging somewhere So uh, the king feels so guilty about this That he has Stone TJ brought into his bedroom and placed by his bed, which presumably makes like nights with his wife real uncomfortable. This one's for you, TJ. <laughs> so when he's not boning the the now queen under the faithful gaze of his dead stone servant, he's uh he's looking at the dead stone servant and crying and wishing he could bring TJ back. This is a bummer of a king. Yep. <laughs> How old is this king? Because he was a kid. Yeah. Right? He was a son. I don't know. I was I was first imagining him as, like, being eight years old. <laughs> I kind of did, too, but then he'd have a regent, so he's old enough yeah. to rule. So but then, like, and, then he... And bone someone. Like, so then he grew up. Post-puberty. Yeah. So, over the, the next year or so, I guess, they won't give me a timeline, the queen has twin boys. And they grow up to the point that they are able to play on their own. Because um, they're playing with the king. And the king, in the middle of this game, with his kids, looks at the statue of TJ. So I guess they're playing in his bedroom. <laughs> just playing with their favorite got, stone I statue. I don't think about this. That got awkward real Unky fast. statue. Does he? Um, I hope he, like, puts... Like puts his kids into the arms of the statue. He's like, "This is this is your nephew." Decorates the statue festively for holidays. (laughs) This is your uncle TJ. So in the middle of the of the game, he looks at TJ and sighs and wishes again to have him back. So I guess he's a real bummer to play with too. Like your kid, like, "Eh, let's play airplane. (sighs) Wish my servant was alive again. Also, what's an airplane? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking anachronism. (laughs) 
Oh, I want I'm a storyteller. Absolutely not. None of us do that. <laughs> there, there have been no announcements. I've definitely never done that in, on any this of these show. Podcasts. Up until this point, when I've done screwed up bad. So this time, after uh, he wishes to have TJ back, uh, the statue speaks and says, "Hey, no, you can <laughs> stop. Let me rest in peace. And please leave me alone." The statue says, "Hey, you can restore me to life if you're willing to sacrifice what you hold most dear." And the king says, "Anything for you, TJ." Um, and Wait, turn into Sophie's choice. Hang on, back up a second. The statue. the thing? The statue says, "Hey, you can restore me to life if you're willing to sacrifice what you hold most dear." So now it can suddenly talk. Yes. And the king says, anything for you, TJ. Didn't so much for me. <laughs> Just name it. And uh, the statue responds, well, okay. With your own hands, cut off the heads of your children and smear me with their blood, and I will come back to life. And what? Smear me with their smear blood. Smear me with their blood. Awkward. So the king... <laughs> the kids just look at each other and it's like, oh, <laughs> I don't like Uncle TJ. <laughs> Playtime <laughs> got really weird, Daddy. <laughs> Uncle TJ's a meanie. <laughs> so the king is horrified by this, but to be fair, TJ is the reason the kids exist in the first place. So he goes and beheads <laughs> so his he children. So it a fair trade. Yeah. So he goes and beheads his children and smears the blood on, t- on the statue. <laughs> Does he consult his wife? No. <laughs> he just, he just grabs she his gets... sword and chops off their heads. And I imagine the she gets He's in. He's got some explaining like... to do later. <laughs> I bet she gets in in kind of the middle of this. It's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just smearing TJ with the kid's blood. <laughs> it's okay. It's a new game. We're he playing. said he'd come back to life. I'm totally on, uh, I'm totally on the level here. My, you can just make more. My mental state is completely okay. So the blood smearing... Actually, it works. TJ comes back to life, says thanks a bunch, and puts the... <laughs> and then leaves forever. <laughs> Bye! Now he puts the kids' heads back on their necks, and then smears their blood on Back them. onto them? <laughs> and then they come back to life, oh. and run off and play like nothing's happened. <laughs> Whew. They don't need... <laughs> that was a close call there, They don't there, need King. intensive therapy after <laughs> this? Nope. Apparently they do not remember their father coming at them with a sword and then hacking them from the neck. I feel like they should keep probably for the best. Keep yeah. vials of these kids' <laughs> like blood be, on hand. They'll though. be repressed. It's like in Frozen. Is it? What? Yeah, their memories are just wiped. Oh. oh okay. <laughs> I was where you're going with that. It's just like the oh. beginning of Frozen. Oh, we watched the same. Where their dad right? cuts their heads off. <laughs> What? They should keep these kids' blood around just in case something happens. I guess. I don't know why this is... I think it's the sacrifice of being willing to kill his kids that is what brings TJ back to life. Oh. Kind of like his mother's sacrifice kept Harry alive and screwed up Voldemort's plan. Okay. But... <laughs> it's the exact but same like, story. It, but but one of these it? was a willing exactly sacrifice, the and the other one was like, Hey kids, come over here. Don't ask questions. Right. Hey, kids, stand real still. The kids were sacrificed, and I imagine they didn't consent. Like his wife, the kids are property until (laughs) they grow old enough to earn names and become real people. Sure. So he can do whatever he wants with them. So they can find their own golden roofs. Right, he can just say, hey, dysentery. And then no one will question. <laughs> oh yeah, kids die that all the time. TJ or the king sees the queen coming down the path. Except for when they have an sorry. Except when they have an open casket funeral. <laughs> they just don't have one of those. It's an easy fix. Like, oops. Like, <laughs> how, did, how did they die? Lupus. <laughs> Why are their heads off? We have to get the lupus out. <laughs> That's the only way to heal them. Doctrine. We yeah. ran out of leeches. This was the way left. If you think about it, a sword is basically a steel leech. <laughs> it draws all the bad stuff out. It's yeah. faster. It's the more get efficient All the leech. bad blood out immediately. Just yep. trust me. So the king sees his wife coming down the path, and so he hides the kids and TJ in a cupboard. This castle's just full of friggin' cupboards. Uh, it's all cupboards. There's no other furniture. Also, they, There's no doors. Just, it's just, just cupboards. Okay, with him. Like, okay, kids, I see your mother. Get in the cupboard. TJ, you too. This is gonna be a great surprise. So the king says, hey, did you pray in church? She says, well, yeah. Yeah, that's what I do there. <clears throat> Came in from church and... And she says, yeah, but I could only think of TJ and how much he sacrificed for us. 
It's been years, All guys. those years ago. <laughs> it's yeah. been years. He's been watching you bone for years. <laughs> I think probably oh, you They're going to have an awkward relationship now. Tejas is going to look at them and like up and down, nod once and lick his lips and then walk off. They might be into swinging. You never know. That's true. Maybe. They do owe TJ a lot. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the king says, hey, what if there's a way to bring him back? Like, and all it cost us was our children's lives. And she th- thinks about it and says, no, that's really insane. <laughs> oh. Let's not do that. Oh, Tyler. <laughs> You're adorable. <laughs> She's pretty sad about the prospect, but says, yeah, he probably deserves that from us. He's worth at least two children. (laughs) And the king is rejoiced that she thinks the same as he does. (laughs) Glad you approve. Whew, because I already did it. (laughs) And opens the cupboard and reveals that that they're all okay. Like, he already cut their heads off, so you can't be mad about that now, because you said you would totally do that also. Don't tell mom. (laughs) And they're fine now. The, the king has learned husbanding really well. Yeah. <laughs> like this is this is a total husband move. Retroactively ask for permission. <laughs> right. like, good. I already did it. So he tells her everything that happened, and she's cool with it because I guess she is obligated to be. Can't not be. And they all live happily ever after. The end. The end of Trusty John. Your facial expression is glorious right now. That leaves a lot unanswered. Or unresolved. Unresolved. Shall we discuss? Sure, let's discuss. We should try. (laughs) I don't think we're going to find a lot of answers. What? Why was he so cursed by everything? And why did the ravens know about it? Yeah, what the hell? Does the ravens curse him? And where'd they um, go afterwards? I, they just pop I in. D- and... I do know. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to make like a real point with this. How are you? Okay. Um, I am. Steer us out of these choppy yeah, waters. Yeah, please. I'm curious so how the, that can happen. So the ravens overhearing um, is is very much like a moment in the Volsung saga after Sigurd has killed the dragon, um, the dragon Fafnir, and. He's roasting the dragon heart um, with Regan, who was this Fafnir's brother. Um, they've taken his gold, like this giant hoard, and they're roasting this dragon heart, which will give you wisdom if you eat it. And Sigurd touches it, like, to see if it's done, and he accidentally, like, burns himself, gets a little bit of the blood on his hand, and he sucks it off. And he gains enough wisdom to be able to understand birds' speech. Um, and there's some birds, like, sitting on the tree above him, like, talking about what they've just seen. Like, hey, this guy killed this dragon. Um, and they tell him about the Valkyrie, like, Brynhild the Valkyrie, who was locked away in the tower. And he's like, oh, yeah, she sounds cool. I should go, I should go to her. So, and that's a, a story that is probably Germanic in origin. Sure. Right, so we have elements of mythology. Yes. Which I think happens in fairy tales a lot. This, since this one has a pistol in it, I'm going to guess it was written sometime after the Norse sagas. <laughs> Maybe. Perhaps. I don't know. Maybe what, the Vikings were successful because they had secret gunpowder. I don't think so. They, they, had, they had a lot of sweet hid, weapons. They had they one single them. pistol yes. <laughs> that and they shared out. Yeah, and they knew after the war was done that it was too powerful to hold in human hands, so they put it on their sky horse <laughs> for safekeeping. <laughs> So you're saying the sky horse is Slipnir. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay, uh, but my point is there is there is precedent even like in the same area for for, bird for birds weighing in on human affairs. Sure, but one of those stories gives a cause for yes. birds. Well, the knowledge and one of them just has it happen. <laughs> the Vikings, I think, were pretty good as these things go about trying to come up with explanations. Yeah, I read, um, I read that, some of the myths trying to find stuff for this thing. That could have been a, that could have been a later edition because people would would like change and update. rewrite. Yeah, like they'd rewrite these poems and they'd, they'd take stuff like this and hey, go this like... this part makes no sense. Basically, basically, yeah. Like they'd say, like, you know what this probably was is like, this happened and they like write it into their own poem. Yeah. Clearly, no one has done that with Trusty <laughs> no, John. <laughs> no, like I don't. I don't think we can read Viking myths on here because their stories 
make too much sense. Like, I, I read <laughs> they them, require so our okay. services. Like, this jumps around a lot, but everything yeah. still... I, like, I think, have, having read and studied that a lot, I think I can, at, at, like, at least pitch a solid theory about what's going on. Yeah, you, you would get no humor joy out of it. You would just <laughs> like, oh, wait, wait, let me <laughs> analyze. It would just be edutainment. If you look at the language, it's all Kenning's. It's the answer to everything. It's just, well, it's just have, a kenning that's We have a kenning in here. Yeah, a really bad one. <laughs> yeah, a dumb one that doesn't get any explanation. <laughs> the golden roof. It doesn't affect anything. Also, where did they get that portrait? Why did they just have her picture hanging out in a room? I have no idea. They and stole it. And how long could they have had that? How much older than this prince did she have to be for them to already <laughs> have a portrait? saying that by the time he got there, she was ancient. <laughs> I don't. I think time travelers were involved. Maybe. Or, I also, or I she think was this like in her teens when they painted it, and then he finds it when he's in his teens, and he's like, "Oh, boner!" And then, <laughs> whoop! And then he goes there, and she's like twenty something. <clears throat> Maybe it was painted like six days ago. <laughs> she Maybe it up to this one room in the castle. Yeah. This room is empty. It needs a portrait. Maybe they, of a woman living in a town. Maybe they took like the princess's parents took her to one of those services that predicts what your baby's gonna look like in the future <laughs> and they had it it was just a really like old timey way of doing it yeah right, they, they painted the portrait the oracle <laughs> and the oracle says this is what your daughter will be like though really like in that in that day and age you could probably just paint whatever and they like they can't second guess that and yeah, chances are they or the child will be dead by the time <laughs> gets to yeah. that point. Oh, this is what she would have looked like like if she hadn't gotten the bubonic plague or lupus <laughs> or beheading the disease this is what she'll look like at the ripe old age of 35 <laughs> when she's barren and near death i think this could all be taking place in the in the king's mind <laughs> okay like he faints at the side of the portrait, and then yeah, the rest I of think, this is a fairy I think dream. Yeah, I think this is. I think this could be a dream. Like the ending to this sense. fairy tale is, and then he wakes up, and it was all a dream. And he's like, "Wow, that's a, that's a really weird painting." That might go down in history Burn as, it. as the only time when he woke up and it was an, all a dream is not a disappointment. It's like, oh, thank it's a God, relief because <laughs> there's some order to this. <laughs> But, like, especially toward the end, it just sounds like something that a crazy person would do. I cut their heads off and smeared their blood, and he came back to life, and they're fine! <laughs> and like this, okay! Like, the statue's talking to me, my old dead friend. He's speaking to me from beyond the grave. That's, that's a total psychopath move. My old dead friend, who I put to death... For sort saving of. my wife. Oh, yeah. No, very directly. He put him to death, but he was really weird about it, so he deserved it. <clears throat> also, why did part one and two of that curse matter? Because he just went a whole hog at the end. <laughs> I know. I thought it was going to be a gradual. like from the harp up yeah. turns to stone, which is probably probably still kill him. Yeah. It'd <laughs> just be... It'd he'd just, just, be he'd just have a, death. He'd just have a bust instead of a full <laughs> statue. Right. But with no head... Bust. They would just like <laughs> sever him from torso. bust down. Yeah, would, the you, bust would you part. be able to? Would the flesh still be attached to the stone, or would it just be stone and then like? I think it would be stone all the way through, put flesh underneath. What? What? It would be a bust, but everything underneath where the bust ends is still flesh. Right. Yeah. I'm saying, is, is the flesh attached to or would the it, stone itself? Yes. Or would it itself? just shear off? Or would the <laughs> would it would just it separate? Plop? Like, like you get the stone part looking real nice, and then you have. I'm saying it would be ha- it would have to be hacked away. It would still oh, be attached like in some to... way. You don't you don't just pick it up and hose just, it off. And you then... just toss right. it in a field and wait for the rest of it to rot off. Yeah, and then you have like these skeletal bits hanging out of the stone. Exactly. Like, well, this is real awkward. Yeah, I guess all stone or just legs are the only way to go there. I take the stone legs. But why were they even mentioned? Because he didn't. He just just as he a told, warning. He like, told the whole story right. like right off the bat. Well, I told the whole story at the end, and if they weren't mentioned, then he would have just been like, Hey, King, that horse will totally blip you off into Skyland, and you won't ever come back. And then he'd be fine. Uh, yeah, I figured like that's where he would have gone with it. Like, he would have, like, point by yeah. point told him the story. I guess... And his legs would, like, turn to stone, and then he'd tell the next part, etc. That's what I thought when I first read it, but... Apparently they just wanted it as a deterrent for him. Gotcha. Ruining this carefully constructed plot. 
this house of cards they have built for <laughs> that themselves. the universe has built for the prince. Like, what? What a weirdly specific set of curses aimed at him. First, you will become obsessed with this woman. Then, you might get taken off into Mystery Wonderland by a sky That horse. part might have been fun. That, yeah. It could have been a much better future. Could have been great, for I, all we know. I can't Skyhorse. Yeah. See where it goes. Or you get burned to your marrow and your bones. That would have sure. Wouldn't have been great. Yeah, I don't think I could skip that one. Or your newfound stolen wife is killed after her wedding. You so, could probably get over that one. So probably. clearly somebody has some kind of investment in his life. Right. Probably in it ending or being unhappy. <laughs> is this his dad from Beyond the Grave? God damn it, you looked at the portrait. Like like a really, really weird Hamlet yeah. kind of. Anti-Hamlet. I guess. Well, the dad warned that if he saw the portrait, he would follow his boner into many dangers like a toucan sand with no, <laughs> no peripheral vision. True. I assume the dangers would be like real dangers. Like pirates. Yeah. <laughs> Out on the sea. Or like fighting, doing Herculean tasks or something to win her hand. As opposed to... Providing gold. Dumb, give, give dumb curse. Gold. Yeah. Dress as merchant. Why? Why not? Why not just roll in as a king? Like, hey, so that I am a king. Here's all my gold. Hey, would you be interested in maybe being a queen? So as not to be assassinated for being outside of his kingdom's borders? You know, this whole story would make a lot of sense if an antagonist had been introduced. <laughs> at yeah, the if, there was, if there had been any opposing force. Was a villain instead of just this really weird sequence of events happens. Right, because then, then he would disguise himself and get out to, to, to avoid this person. The villain, and then he'd get back and the villain would find out that he'd found this woman. And then would be actively trying to ruin. Right. So, okay, so who do we think the villain is? There's a very heavily implied one, but who is it? Cat, it's that damn fairy again. She, <laughs> she upped the ante. Vengeful towards everyone. Yeah, she upped the ante from turning princes into sheep to... Maybe maybe the king was one of the sheep princes who denied her marriage and then turned back into a king and wandered back to his kingdom, but she's not done with him yet. So you're suggesting that this fairy goes beyond Madame Dolnois's canon. Yes. <laughs> she she I, I am, leaps between generations. I am following Madame Dolnois's example and assigning blame for all nonsensical villainry to one fairy. You know who I think the villain was? What? Who? The king's least favorite servant, Shifty Jack. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just upset that the king never gave him cool jobs to do. <laughs> so he, he sold his soul for magic powers. Yep, to mess with the king's son. I would also watch that movie. He's just jealous of Trusty John. That's basically Anastasia. Basically. Yeah. Like, like, I just have In the Dark of the Night playing in my head with <laughs> the servant guy and his vial of green demon The king's things. least favorite servant, Go! Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> In the dark of the night, <laughs> shirts will burn the king. Um, get Christopher Lloyd. He'll ride a sky horse. Sky horse. Yep. Yeah, that brings some. Dear brings Christopher some Lloyd, we need your help. He's doing it. He's still in the probably. acting game. He, he's got nothing better going he on. He did the Clue movie. Yeah. I, I love the crap out of Christopher Lloyd. He was actually one of my favorite actors when I was a kid. He's he was in, in Food Fight. He was in Angels in the Outfield. He's in The Tick. Let's list all the things Christopher <laughs> Lloyd was in. Hey, did you know he was Doc Brown? It's <laughs> a pretty good one. He is in The Tick, though. For like, for like four minutes. So I'm, what I'm saying is I think he would be willing to play Shifty Jack. <laughs> Definitely. But maybe Shifty Jack is, is too old to get cool assignments anymore. And unreliable. <laughs> Right, and, and I guess he's the nickname. He has earned his name as yeah. being Shifty. And Shifty Jack like lifts gold and stuff. <laughs> like Trusty yeah, John. See, Trusty he, John is like Shifty Jack would have put all the gold on that ship and just sailed away with it. <laughs> and then, Bye. and then probably just taken the Sky Horse for himself. He took a little bit of his own cut out of the till. <laughs> yeah, could have gone to Magic Skyland on his own. I really want to find out where that horse was going to go. <laughs> I don't know because it can't just just. Poof, disappear into the sky. 
Was it just like into the sun? <laughs> I was gonna say that, <laughs> or it just as goes far, directly into the sun, <laughs> like as far up <laughs> as they can get course. into the atmosphere, and they just burn up. They Icarus their way out. <laughs> okay, my next question was gonna be like, why is the like, what's the villain's motivation? But we have also <laughs> answered that. Sugar yeah. Jack is, I think, the best explanation. Thank you, Tyler. Definitely. I kind of want to see them fight it out. Like, I wish this story ended with like with the lightsaber duel. Like, like Shifty Jack has been <laughs> basically like Shifty Jack has been biding his time. Do like all the faces in my head. Like, Thank you. But like he's he's been biding his time. He's picking his moment to come back and like ruin their marriage and take uh. their children away and and like he's got to make his move like while trusty john is made of stone yeah. so that trusty john can't prevent it um and maybe they know and that's why they're willing to pay such <laughs> a big price to bring trusty john Two child back to heads. life like, it's yeah it's gonna get worse if you're and then happy. and then trusty jack savior like trusty jack barges in shifty. just as i mean shifty shifty jack barges in just as trusty john comes back to life and they, like, just grabs a sword, and they fight it and they out. they grapple. Yeah. And then it's, like, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> Again. So, so who plays Trusty Dragon, John? Dragon Ball Geo? Who plays Trusty John? If uh, we have cast Christopher Lloyd as our villain. <laughs> Has he ever played a villain? Uh, he did in the Clue movie. He's, was, the, he's the killer. He was... Was he the judge in Roger Rabbit? Or was that someone else? I don't remember. I feel like it was him. The only thing about Dr. Right. Rabbit he's, I remember is He's got shoot. range. Let's just yeah. go with that. He could, do a, he could do a villain. I'm sure he could do a villain. Um, I don't know. Who who do we cast as Trusty John? Who is trusty yet enough of a dick to kidnap somebody without giving it a second thought? Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Done. <laughs> I feel like, like I, um, I can envision him as a bodyguard who turns to stone. Is that basically all his rules? Yeah, he is the Rock. Yeah, um, it's right there in his name. Um, and I can I can envision him punching the crap out of Christopher Lloyd <laughs> at the end of the movie while well, duel with the face place. Yeah, uh, Trusty John. I don't know. You can't come up with a better answer than that. Um. Who do you got? I, mean, I can't help, come up with a better answer. Help us! Than that. Help us cast the rest of this movie. Uh, I mean, Tom Hiddleston is everybody, but that's <laughs> for that's for personal reasons. Tom Hiddleston could be the shitty little king. <laughs> yeah, he might be able to pull it. He could be that. <laughs> He's um, just a dink to everybody. <laughs> it's basically Loki, right? Yeah, kind of. Um, oh gosh, I I don't know. Can't think of a great casting option for. Okay, we got John. Christopher Lloyd, Tom Hiddleston, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and then like Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> <laughs> just to be, just like, she. I feel like as this frazzled queen. <laughs> I feel like Jennifer Aniston just plays the woman in a lot of. That's but kind like, of this queen's role. But just, but just kind of like maybe this is being too critical. I don't know, but I, I feel like a lot of her roles have just been like the woman that's in the movie. Like she's, there's not like so the roles don't have a ton of definition to you're them. You're saying she's, she's reprising her role from Bruce Almighty. Yeah, like stuff like stuff like that. Like she's she's just the wife or yeah. the love interest or like she's just the woman in the movie. So yeah, she could totally be this. Like her big moment she's got, you know, things just happen. Her, her big her. moment is fainting and having blood sucked out of her. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Let's and then being like, oh, cool, we can totally kill our kids. That's fine, honey. Whatever you say, drinks with a wine it. bottle. How about the, the Spruce Twins as the kids? The what? The spruce Twins. Kyle and Cole, I think their names are. I don't know who they are. From the Disney Channel show. Yeah, no, you lost us. What? I don't know. Zach and Cody. What? Oh. They also played the singular kid from Big Daddy. Are they still children? No, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> so, so you're you're casting like adult twins, <laughs> young adults, but, but adults. But, but we're gonna Fair. have them play actual children. Yeah, um, we'll CGI it. It'll be like Lord of the Rings. Oh well, well okay. And Andy Circus can Andy Circus <laughs> can just place. motion capture <laughs> both of the kids, but keep his face the same. <laughs> His grizzled old man face. <laughs> two children with Andy Circus's face. But the eyes are a little bit bigger. Stage <laughs> the eyes to Gollum size. So this so this movie ends with, 
with Dwayne the Rock Johnson <laughs> punching Christopher Lloyd out of a tower yep. while two Andy Circuses watch. Licking lollipops <laughs> with, with <laughs> propeller beanies on their heads. Yeah, that's definitely a better story than the one we just read. Who who plays the king? Which Tom Hiddleston, the king who dies. Oh, the old king. Oh, Sean Bean. Uh, <laughs> right. yes. who, who did you say played uh, Darth Vader and Mufasa? <laughs> Edward James almost. <laughs> Edward James almost plays the dead king. Let's think he David Browse. Sean Bean plays the living old king, and then is <laughs> recast when he dies. Yeah, as soon as he dies, his corpses. I can see Sean Bean as Trusty John as well. Sure. If you wanted a more a more dramatic movie. I was going for like a straight to video family movie okay. involving a bodyguard. Okay. Okay. Your casting options are pretty good though. It's basically the Tooth Fairy. I wanted to say that did he play the Tooth Fairy, but it seemed too ridiculous for me to get my no, mind around that that's a real thing. That wasn't just a fever dream I had. No, that really happened. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm glad to know. For the record, I said Edward James almost played Darth Vader because I was trying to think of James Earl Jones and I got confused. <laughs> that, was a, that was a solid one. Two, five, ten minutes. <laughs> it was. It's a guy with three names and one of them is James. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. That's all the explanation I've got for this. Yeah, I think we sealed that one. Yeah, we made this all make sense. Solved. We really like tapped into the vision of the Grimm brothers this week. <laughs> I, I feel. I think so, like, yeah. Like, we were basically channeling them in our discussion. Dwayne the Rock Johnson would totally kill that shoot the horse with a pistol scene. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, like, he's, he does was, he do his own stunts? I think so. Yeah. I that's, can see him. See? That's, yeah, like, like, like casting runs mind, through I was and picturing he, him doing these things. <laughs> he jumps up on the horse. D&D, right? No, that's Vin Diesel. Oh, Vin yeah. Diesel. Also, I could I also see Vin Diesel. Right. I get old people of a certain musculature confused. <laughs> a like, certain body mass. Like, once you lift right weights for a certain amount of time, you're all they, the same they person. Have, they have actually become the same person. Yeah. Part that's, of like, the a, muscly high mind. That'd be a good fusion dance. What? That'd be a good fusion dance. God, with the Dragon Ball, you know. <laughs> you guys, Vin Diesel and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> you guys are so obsessed. <laughs> oh, man. You, um, this is the new Dark Souls for you. <laughs> You have an addiction this problem. This is the old Dark Souls. You didn't yeah, know this me. has been That's out true. back then. This has been true. out way before Dark Souls. I know, but I met you in your Dark Souls addiction phase, and now you're, this is admittedly to, to present. By the way, it hasn't ended. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's just on the back burner. Yeah, um, as has Dragon Ball Z apparently. Anyway, Vin Diesel knows what he's doing too. Sure. Yeah. I've seen. Like, in interviews, they've asked him, like, what's your favorite character? And he just, like, laid it all out. Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I like the Chronicles of Riddick. So does he. It, it like, it has, yeah, he uh, he loves it. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen the last one. I should see the last one. If we're going to cast this movie. Um, yeah. But also, I should we just can, see it. We just just pit them together and the one who survives. <laughs> is, lives. Is, is That's an intensive John. casting yeah. call. We need to know which one of you is the more trusty, so just like fight it out and get back to us. Okay. It's probably a good place to end it. Yep. Do we have a story picked out for next time? Uh, I think it's called The Python Wife. We're going to move out of the Blue Fairy Book for a little while. And out of Europe. And out of Europe into southern africa i think south africa in fact specifically well, it, like, says, it says southern africa this is from the oh. san peoples of southern africa the python wife yeah the san people so we're gonna get a whole new cultural perspective and learn that <clears throat> no matter where you're from the human subconscious is really weird and way into bestiality apparently <laughs> i guess in the python wife certainly implies so. It's cer- it, that's what I'm taking away from it. Well, you don't know yet. Tune in. <laughs> I guess that's true. Tune in next week to find out the bestiality percentage of the next story. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>
This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have any feedback for us, you can leave it either by Gmail or Facebook. Our Gmail account is wtfolklore at gmail.com, and our Facebook page can be found at facebook.com slash wtfolklore. Feel free to send in stories if you have any particularly odd pieces of folklore mythology that you would like to hear us talk about. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales.